So welcome to another episode of the Empower Hour. I'm exceptionally excited. Um, I know I'm excited every week, but this one has really got me uh, getting my dancing shoes out because I am very grateful to have the wonderful Ami in front of me. He is a dance instructor and he also a community builder. And I'm very fortunate that I crossed paths with Ami many years ago, have enjoyed many of his classes, his different events that he's put on. And like, I want you, everybody to hear um, Ami's story because Ami has got such a big heart. He's full of gratitude. He's got such an amazing mindset and his story is a very interesting one. So let me help you welcome Ami. Hi, Ami, welcome. Welcome to the Empower Hour. So before we hit record there, you were telling me all the things that you do because you're not just a dance teacher, you're a community builder. So do you want to just tell me a little bit more about all the other things that you do and why the community builder part? Thank you, Amanda. It's really a pleasure to see your face after a very long time. Um, and uh, thank you for having me here. I, I don't usually do interviews. I've been asked several, several times to do uh, documentaries or being on the radio uh, but I usually with my busy schedule I never actually uh, commit to such a thing but obviously having you asking me which is uh, you've been such a, a an incredible part of my journey since the beginning <laughs> so uh, so thank you for having me here really um so um so basically what we do um, is, um, you asked me earlier how, how I define myself. It's very, very difficult to, to do that in terms of what I'm doing because really what I'm doing in terms of dancing, it's one of the tools, uh, dancing is one of the tools to achieve my purpose. And uh, my real passion is always being community building and I just, um, I love the concept of community building and I find myself uh, having the, what, what it's needed to do that. Uh, as you know, from the beginning, I, I, I didn't have a dance background. I was doing like street dance and martial arts uh, for years when I was a teenager. <laughs> Uh, and I always like, you know, dancing in the, in the kitchen when my mom, I was a child, my mom records me. I still see these videos and it makes sense why I actually went into dancing afterwards. But yeah, I really, uh, I was working all my life to become uh, a pharmacist because there's a pharmacist. I'm the only son uh, having three sisters. And you can imagine the, the, the family on the, the one son to, to do what the family requires. You know, in, in that generation when every father wants to be his son like him. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about this later on. But so basically I'm a pharmacist. I did a pharmacy degree and I did another degree in immunology and biochemistry. And then afterwards I did masters in pharmaceutical analysis. And then I did a second master in MBA in business. I worked for uh, four different, different pharmaceutical and research company in, in Glasgow and Edinburgh and Leeds and in New York. So 
So this is my background. Um, I'm a clinical immunologist now. Uh, I, I'm uh, doing part-time clinical immunology and uh, doing uh, report reviews from home. So this is my kind of in what my dad used to call a real job. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I found myself into dancing. I was a social dancer. I started salsa in 2004. Um, and that was in Glasgow when I was doing my pharmacy, like first year university, 2005, I would say. Um, I was just going into university at that point. Now you can calculate my age. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and um, I, I, it started in the way that I was doing my pharmacy degree, um, studying hard, and a friend of mine said, Ami, I'm gonna take you to a salsa class. That was in a club called Havana Club in Glasgow. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore. And he said, I'm going to take you to a salsa class. I think you're going to like it. So, and this is how it started. 10 years down the line, I'm traveling the world, teaching salsa and bachata, literally in every corner around the world. Uh, during the past 10 years, it went crazy, beautiful journey. Uh, met amazing people. And this is, now we are here talking about it, <laughs> which is almost 18 years after <laughs> wow that's incredible and you've had so much fun along the way so where was this the jump then from you going right i'm doing all this with my my degrees in university to then you've mm -hmm. taken ourselves a class you've enjoyed it to then like starting to teach it so what happened there so yeah for uh, during my uh, university, obviously, I started when I was in the beginning, just 18 years old, going into university. Uh, so I was what, what they call a social dancer, someone who likes to go, finish university, five o'clock, go home, study for a couple of hours, have dinner, and getting excited to go social dance and meet people. Uh, so I was a social dancer for five years. And then around 2009, I was in Harrogate. Uh, I was doing my pharmaceutical work uh, after graduation and uh, working during the day. Uh, a friend of mine said, uh, no dance schools at that point. Uh, and he recognized my talent in social dancing. And he said, why don't you start your own community, little small community in York? You don't have to go to Leeds or York or Manchester to have fun. So I thought, okay, uh, I always liked teaching. Uh, and uh, I had many, many kind of gurus um, back, back in the days when they explained to me astrologically why I should be a dance teacher and a community builder. Uh, so I'm not going to go into that uh, side of things, but uh, kind of like they put that seeds in me, you know. And so, yeah, and this I started in 2009, uh, started a dance school called Salsa Loco. <laughs> and that, was, that, was, that was back in 2009 while I was doing my pharmaceutical uh, working in drug development company. And I was specializing in immunology and cancer research. Uh, developing um, uh, protein drugs 
basically, it's uh, like an antibody kind of new technology for cancer, very specific for targeting cancer rather than hitting everything that is fastly growing in the body that affects your skin and your nails and your hair. You know, with chemotherapy, mm-hmm. uh, it, it hits everything that is fastly reco- uh, growing like cancer cells, but it has a big impact on the body. Anyway, so uh, so I was working on that. Uh, so I started part-time teaching salsa in the evening. And um, about 2013, so from 2009 to 2013, I was doing part-time teaching alongside my pharmaceutical work. Uh, and then after that, when I came to Edinburgh in 2013, that is, was, was the time when I went full-time teaching and then pharmaceutical work became part-time, working from home. Uh, and uh, since ever, it's, that's uh, been like this, uh, part-time pharmaceutical researcher and then full-time dancing and DJing and organizing festivals around Europe. Um, but yeah, the shift in terms of how that happened, uh, there was, you know, I told you I came from a pharmaceutical family. Like my sisters are doctors. My, my dad is a pharmacist. They're all very medical family. Uh, so it was a very, like it was a taboo in the way to quit pharmacy work and go become a dance instructor because it's not a real job. Uh, you cannot do this. How can you go crazy? I need quit pharmacy. I need to become a dance teacher. So uh, it was a very hard decision for me because obviously my family didn't support that because they worried about me. And I invested so many years on, uh, on my pharmaceutical degrees and experience. But uh, at some point I went to my dad and I took all my certifications, like a pile of degrees and masters and professional training and uh, company trainings and all that. It literally was like a pile of, like, like, you know, like a, like what, two, like half a meter of a pile. Uh, so I took it to my dad and I said, um, uh, I did all this for you. I put it on the table and I told him I did all that for you. So here it is. Now I am 30. So I'm going to go and do what I love to do, uh, which is dancing and um, community building and helping people in a different way. Because this is where I was going to go to uh, later of by doing the part-time education, uh, sorry, part-time teaching and dancing, I honestly, Amanda, felt like the stories that, that the people that cross paths with me and the impact on them, it was incredible, incredible. Uh, to the point when I feel really what we do through dancing, we're helping people more than pharmaceuticals. I think it's incredible. Like I, I had cases when people come to me um, saying, I'm alive because of you. Like, imagine someone comes to you and you just bump into them 
um, like he came early to the class and I was catching a, a, a dinner before my class so I can have energy. And it just happened he comes and he sit on the table next to me, far away from me. And I just called him, being Ami, said, hey, come in, come in, let's have a chat. And then because of that coincidence, he said, Ami, I want to tell you something. I don't think I will ever have the courage to tell you this, but because of the fact that we are sitting now, me and you, I would like to share this with you. And, and I said, yeah, go ahead, man. What's, uh, what, what is it? And he said, I'm alive because of you. And then honestly, I still tell you this and my hair stands up each time I talk about this. It's, it's very scary. It's scary and it's, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Someone tells you that, they, that he's alive because of you. And I was like, how is that happening? Like, how can you be alive because of me? And he said, before I attended my classes, he had divorce. He was in a period of depression. And um, because he got divorced and his ex-wife wasn't allowing him to see his, uh, his daughter and his son, and he was going through hell, and he really lost hope and lost uh, reasons to live. And what he told me that he was very nearly committing a suicide. And um, he said that he, he put um, that thing in the, in the room to hang himself. Oh dear. It's very, it's very sad story, but he said, and on that day, I decided to come to your class. And, and I said, how has that helped you? He said, the way I felt after coming to your class and I left the class, I felt like I had open life again. And I felt like I, I want to live because I want to continue this passion. He said, I came once to your class, the way I, you made me feel, that you gave me hope again in life, that I actually can do this. And he went home and he removed that from the room. Wow, that's unbelievable. It's, it's incredible. So I was very grateful for him to share this with me at that point because you know, no matter how joyful your work is, you will always have these moments when you you start doubting yourself. Is that worth it? Is that really worth it? You know, when, when, when we go to our classes, our classes are like a drop-in classes. So we don't have, like, we don't take prepayments or something. So we just turn up. Sometimes we have one person. Sometimes we have 50. So sometimes you have, you know, when, when business go down and you go and then maybe it's summer and people are away or everybody, you know, in the French doing shows, you know. And the classes goes down usually. So in days like this, we have to find uh, the passion to continue because you organize all this and you turn up and you have just two people in your class. Depends on the season. So we have these doubts sometimes when we say like, is that really, you start questioning yourself. Is that really for me worth it to do this? So stories like this, I always have to remind myself the impact that we have on people without knowing is absolutely out of our capacity, how much we can comprehend this. 
because that was one lucky case that this guy had the courage to share with this with me. But how many people out there that we are helping without even noticing? Mm -hmm. So I always share this story with my fellow teachers or the teachers I mentor around the country. I always remind them the impact of, of what they are doing on the people, but not many times that we actually get reminded. So if you, you follow me on social media, I always discuss this mm -hmm. uh, publicly and I remind people that always continue what you're doing because you really never know how many lives you are changing. So this is one of the stories. I mean, like we, you've been my friend on Facebook, on Instagram for a very long time. I shared many stories like this in the past. And that was one, one off story that I want to share with you now. Why I quit pharmacy and I continue doing what I'm doing for 10 years now. Mm -hmm. So that's why that was the shift in my, from leaving my pharmaceutical work and doing what I'm doing now, it's all because of the impact on people. And it, it, it will make everybody feel good about themselves if they know how much they're impacting people in the positive way. Mm -hmm. But also there is another way, no matter what I was doing, you know, I became a pharmacist because my dad wanted me to be a pharmacist, but it wasn't really me. Every time I wake up in the morning, I wash my face, I go to my daily nine to five jobs, doing something that I believe would impact the world in a positive way through medicine. But I always felt I was trying to be somebody else. It's not me. It's like it was an, an, an internal fight. I was very qualified. I was very good in my job. But I was constantly, every single day, I feel I was trying to be somebody else. No matter how good I am, I was what I was doing. It just wasn't giving me that soul satisfaction. And when I started doing what I'm doing with dancing, every single day I wake up, I feel I'm doing what my purpose is in this life. And that's why I, I share with my friends, because you know, I mentor teachers as well. Like I build communities around the country, you know, just in Edinburgh, I started Salsa Bachata Nights in 10 other cities from Manchester to Liverpool, to York, to Leeds, to, Harry Gates to Newcastle to Glasgow, Aberdeen, and the list goes on. So I always, when I mentor my teachers, I remind them that the problem is in today's society, everybody wants to be a Superman. Whereas they are sometimes born to be an Ant-Man or an Iron Man or a Wonder Woman. So the problem, everybody wants to be a Superman Whereas the reality, they just need to find their superpower because everybody born with a different power and different purpose in, in life. And the only thing they need to do is to find who they are and then let that star shine. And this is what I'm doing. I feel I found my purpose and I'm just being doing what I need to do. So good. So many nuggets there, Ami, and I love the fact that because you were listening to inside, you were you you said it there yourself. It's like it was, your soul is happy, you know. You had this internal fight because on one hand, 
you know, you while you were very good at your pharmacy, it wasn't your calling. You know, and you exactly. can say, you know, no matter it, how good I was at it, it wasn't so. I was so good at what I was doing because I came from a pharmaceutical background. Even my dad was a pharmacist. He was a pharmaceutical consultant. Uh, he was specialized in drug delivery uh, and pharmaceutical drug development and formulations. And so he, I had I had this from childhood. I woke up into a family that, that are medics and pharmaceutical researchers and drug development specialists. And I did that. And I still did my education. And I did eight years of service in pharmaceutical research within the UK, but I wasn't feeling it. No matter how good I was at it. Mm -hmm. So see if there's some, one of our listeners is sitting there and, and they're finding that they're in the same place as what you were all those many years ago. What would, you, what would your advice be to them? Uh, so... So the problem is and what really, really helped me to break free from the nine to five job. I didn't have a financial commitment. So I never actually committed to a credit card or a mortgage or I always felt I wanted to be free from commitments. So I have to admit having no financial commitment because obviously I was single at that point. I didn't have a, a mortgage. I didn't have kids. So I really appreciate when people struggle to break through from what they are doing, even when they are not happy, because it's very difficult, really very difficult. When you have a mortgage of four or 500 pounds you have to pay every month, you have a kid on the way, you have a family, a, 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 a fiance or a wife or a girlfriend that you need to be, you want to be a good partner for. So there are so many commitments in life that really makes it very hard for people to take a leap of faith and quit what they are not happy to do. So sometimes it's very, very, very challenging to do that. But sometimes you really have to, to take the leap of faith in the universe and, and just do it, even in a part-time way, even like doing it in a part-time. You don't have to go full on and quit everything like crazy. And then, and then you think, okay, I'm going to have a leap of faith and I just jump into what I love to do. Maybe do it part-time. Just do it gradually if, it, if you struggle. So that is my advice. If I know so many people say, okay, if you're not feeling it, if you're not happy with your job, just quit. If it, but it's, it's easier said than done. Really, really. And even I can tell you from my point of view, for the first six months after working for pharmaceutical, different pharmaceutical companies, it was very daunting and very scary to wake up in the morning that you don't belong to a logo. You know, you don't work for a logo. You don't work for a company rather than just working for yourself. It's a very scary to say, oh, is it actually like every, every time I wake up, am I, am I really responsible for my own life now? And 
I'm not relying on a company to pay me at the end of the month because very scary for like six, seven years. I'm used to having, I know exactly what is going to come at the end of the month. I know I can plan down on this. And when I quit for the first six months, it was scary because it all depends on how many people come to my class. That was my whole life, relying on how many people going to come to my class. That was my main income. So it's very, very scary. And then after six months, I thought, okay, this is actually better than what I expected. So sometimes you just have to do it. Mm -hmm. But as I said, it's always easier said than done. Absolutely. And it's, it's like you say, it's, it's taking those baby steps, but just as long as you're moving towards it, it's so important. Because otherwise, like you're there, I don't know if you follow it's a gentleman who's called Wayne Dyer. He was like one of the personal development guys that I used to follow. He was amazing. He says, Don't don't die with your music still inside you. You know, you don't want to get to the end and going, Oh, if I had only just done. And it like, and it is, it's to do something completely different, especially when you've got commitments, is scary, but it's so worth it. And and from the flip side on you taking that one decision and doing what you've done, look how many uh, lives that you've impacted that we know of, Amy, because you do get a lot of um, people who do put posts up on your, your Facebook. I've seen them. You know, there's always really, really nice comments, but equally the ripple effect of that, of the amount of people that you don't know who that you've impacted or their families for, like, the person coming home and a better vibration. I know Raymond's always very grateful when I come home from dancing. He's like, that. she go dancing all the time. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. It's incredible, incredible what, what we see, the impact of dancing in general on people. And what the thing is with Latin salsa and bachata, it's not like Latin and ballroom, for example. Salsa and bachata is a social dance. It comes with the perk of having an amazing social life that would impact you in a very, very positive way. And this is the beauty about it, the vibration that, that you get from it and the buzz from being with people, uh, having, having a life, basically, have a big impact on people, on, even on their families as well. Mm -hmm. I had a guy started uh, dancing after two months. He, he inspired his wife to dance. After one month, he inspired his daughter to dance. And about... Three months ago, he inspired his niece and nephew to dance. And I, before I know it, I had the whole family coming to my classes. It's so beautiful to watch. Very heartwarming. Mm -hmm. Amazing. You can just imagine what their family gatherings are like now. They'll all be getting the tunes on and do a wee turn. <laughs> Absolutely. But the thing is, as well as like when you're in such a good vibration from that impact, like you're immunity goes up as well eh? when we're in that happy positive state so it's like for your health and well-being like on so many levels as well as mental health and like you said even social so I, I don't know if you know my story um Amy when it comes to dancing like I've been wanting to dance for a long time and I just mm -hmm. never ever did it and then finally I made the decision I thought I'm not sitting home another Saturday night on my own that's it I was in Thailand when I made this decision and I was like that as soon as I go back I am going to find um a class and I'm going to start dancing because I do feel dancing is my passion it's who I am and basically as soon as I had made that decision 
then the doors opened up. I took my first salsa class in Thailand because the place that I was, I was staying at was a health and wellness retreat. Two salsa dancers that didn't know each other from different parts of the world had just come into the resort and they had decided that they were going to put on a work a four hour workshop. I couldn't believe it. So I had my first salsa dancing outside. Just it was like an outdoor studio with just like a big massive net over it for to keep the mosquitoes out. And honestly, I was so happy. And that's where it all started with me because I, th I thought, you know, I can't go on my own. You know, I'm not very, I'm not good enough. Like all that nonsense that you can get caught in the negative self-talk. Whereas when you just make a decision, it's amazing then what opportunities and doors start to open and then where it can lead. Oh my God. I can talk about this for days. <laughs> the people... So that was my perspective of, of, of what happened. But if I want to talk about the, the impact of what my students, when they decide to come, the impact on them, it changes everything about them. Like I get those people who come for the first time, literally walk by the wall. Next to the wall, they don't enter the room to the class. They peek outside the edge of the wall, just to see who is there before they come in. So timid and so hesitant and self-conscious. And after six months later, the way they dress, the way they stand, the way they talk, the way they interact with people, the, the, the color of their face, just the spark in their eyes completely changes. Incredible. Like I, I had like one of many, many cases, actually, I can talk about. And these guys now travel in the world. And some of them started teaching now wow. in their own cities. So, so really beautiful to watch because the beauty about it, because of the length of service I've been in this community, I have seen people coming from day one and to become an international performers. Or teachers and that that journey to to watch it every single year is absolutely heartwarming and very touching for me as an instructor to see them coming in there day one being very timid and then becoming very confident and loving also there is a sad side of the story when they flip becoming arrogant that's a different side of things when i always remind my students we want you to be confident. We want to build your confidence to become a loving and confident person. Try not to flip into the dark side when you become arrogant, because that is not what we want you to do. This is not our purpose. So, but luckily we don't have these many cases, but it does happen, unfortunately. And that's why I always have to remind my students, my community and my classes is to use dancing and here's what we're doing, what we're providing you to become a better person, to enhance your life in a better way. Amazing. So, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Because what happens there with people coming and, and then getting the confidence and then even speaking to people, because you can, you can tell, like, say, some of the new guys that are in class and they struggle even to put, like, a sentence and everything together and... Um, can then see the growth in them and how much it changes them and this is their self-image actually changing which is just wonderful to see but I always remember like 
So sometimes I go to the beginners classes um, for self, so say for Orlando or when I've come to you guys is because I, I take friends, like I'm always talking about my friends. Unfortunately, none of them have stuck, but you've seen me come with, um, I can remember there was one Saturday night, it was just you, uh, me and Emily, and it was great. It was almost like a, a, a personal, personal class. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm always telling people about it and, and getting them to come. And it just, it just, it changes so much of who you are. It brings more of you to the party that you didn't realise was actually sitting underneath because it was there all the time. But what the dancing does is allows it for you to, to bring it out. But I always um, I must doing... say one. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. I must say mm-hmm. one thing about you. Honestly, Amanda, each time you are in the class, each time you are in class, you bring such a good vibe to the whole party. I really believe in you know, like in I don't know what is it a quantum physics or. Reiki energy, I don't know. It's something beyond my understanding. How energy works is absolutely incredible and so beautiful. But I personally don't understand how that works. But I can tell you how I feel. And this is what I can speak about. When you come to the room, you're just such a sunshine. <laughs> I even was telling Yana about you. And like Yana agrees because you do, you, you do her uh, lady, you know, like ladies classes. And she tells me, she said, like, sometimes... Um, because uh, Yana is an introvert, so she, she she's not very good at handling people's energy. And with you coming like a bright sunshine, sometimes she says like you're so positive and energizing to the point when she doesn't know how to how to handle it. Oh, bless her! <laughs> you know, I'm like, that. like give me a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She's like, I feel so good, but I don't know how to handle it because she's so amazing. So I have to give you credit for that, honestly. Well, thank you so much. It's because (laughs) I love your classes. I love Yana's classes as well. So for those that don't know, Yana is a beautiful lady who is with Ami. It's his queen. And we are so (laughs) grateful that you smuggled her back into Edinburgh with you after lockdown. (laughs) Because now not not only do we have Ami, we have the beautiful Yana as well, um, which I do take her lady styling classes, which are always so beautiful. So thank you so much for that. I wasn't quite expecting that. But it is, it's very much energy, like attracts like. And that's what I love about your Mm. classes. Like, because it's the same as you, because there's always like so much gratitude and you're like really happy and like your intention's always good because intention's so important and that's why I love your classes. The fact that you're a good dance instructor always helps, but it's it's the energy that you bring to each and every session, Ami, which is what I love, I always go away buzzing and you make everybody feel important as well. You know, it doesn't matter what uh, yeah, stage that you're I at, think... you do make people feel important and I think that's that's a really good feedback for you to know as well. I've always because, felt valued. Thank you. It's uh, this goes back to my passion to build communities because again I'm not just so I'm doing this not for the passion of teaching dancing. Dancing is my tool to build communities. So I cannot be a community builder without being the able to bring that inclusivity to to, to people. And most of the people come to my class. They said that they had loads of teachers. But what's really special about you guys is that you make feel everybody included. And that that um, being included, like the feeling is one of the most important things in terms of 
building communities because you can't just rely on being having a technical teaching or um, being a good dancer. Uh, no, that what we do is uh, is far beyond just teaching moves. Is is the community building, and if I want to put it in a, a better term that I like to say is empire making, because um, this comes into eventually we're making an empire of dan of dancing, and you know how big now our 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 community is incredible thousands and thousands. Uh, so really, we have an, an empire of social dancers here in Edinburgh and beyond and Glasgow and Aberdeen, and which I'm very grateful to see after so many years, because uh, in the beginning, if you remember, uh, particularly with bachata, we didn't have bachata nights, dedicated bachata nights in Europe. Uh, and back in 2010, I started one of the first weekly bachata nights in the world because the bachata wasn't that popular. And that was back in New York. And then about a year after Bar Salsa in London started, and then some guys, Sol and Laura in Nottingham, they started. So, so having this um, capacity to bring people together and inspire to build communities requires more than just teaching. And that's why I remind my, my, my fellow teachers as well all the time is don't think just about being a good dancer. Uh, think about the capacity to build communities. And this goes back to your question when in the beginning when you were saying how, what's your note to the people that who wants to do what they love to do? Because there is one side of it when people, everybody wants to be a Superman because they saw Superman, they like Superman, they want to be Superman. So it's a, it's a copy. It's feeling like, okay, Superman is cool. It must be cool to be a Superman. And this is the, where the danger is when people try to quit their, what they are doing to do something because they believe it's cool to do because they saw another person doing it. And this is the danger. I, I always tell my, my teachers, oh, you need to stop. Like, don't do what you're doing because you're, you're finding somebody else's cool and they inspire you to do this. It's good to be inspired, but make sure that you find your own power, what you are good at. And then once you find this spark, try to shine with that, with that star, with that spark. And then go, go for it. Once you find that spark in you, that what makes you who you are and what you are good at, go for it. But before you find this, I, I don't encourage you that you go for it because you're going for, for the wrong reason. So I see many people want to be dance teachers, but most of them, they are doing it for the wrong reason, for being cool, for being, uh, I'm a dance teacher, I'm cool, you know? But this is the wrong reason to do it. If you are not, if you don't have the passion and the reason and the real reason, the spark to do it, don't do it. Don't do it just because it's cool to be a dance instructor. Don't do it. It's cool because to organize events. Find who you are. And then once you find this, just go strong for it. And this is where it's going to work. Find out whether you are a Superman or you are a Batman or you are a Wonder Woman 
or you're an iron man find who you are and then boom go for it and you will never you will never fail mm -hmm. but it does take time mm -hmm. to find yourself because self-discovery is a very long journey and the more you find yourself you change by that time so you keep chasing yourself to find yourself but so it's a harder process self-discovery but once you find yourself just go for it but don't do it for the wrong reason and this is how i see people fail because they initially doing it for the wrong reason mm -hmm. powerful very very powerful i knew it was going to be i mean 100 absolutely agree with you just doing it for the right reason and listening to the inner voice you know because we we can listen to the, the self-critic inner voice far too much but like for you you listen to your soul um and it's allowing that part of us to come up and come through and the more that we we spend time with ourselves and really discover who we are then we allow that part to come up and tell us what it is that we want to do because that because i um that's what i do when i'm working with people and i take them on that journey it's the more that you study you the more you understand you the more then you're able to then go right okay this is actually what i want to do and like you say for the right reasons not that you're doing but something to be uh, to be more confident or you think that you're going to, it's going to attract women or men or like whatever it is exactly. it's like exactly. it's like exactly. no it's like what are you passionate about what lights you up because for me the way that I talk about it is like so if you get to plan your perfect day what would it be you know what would you be doing who would you be spending time with what conversations would you be having because mine would be like yoga dancing like I'd have all that in, in like my perfect day <laughs> But that's an honor, y'all, in the sun. <laughs> I, I love, I forgot this, um, I forgot his name, uh, who said that. But I, one time I saw a video on, on, on YouTube. Uh, I think Alan something. Alan, Alan what? Alan what? Something like that. So he had a video saying, if money is not a thing, how do you want to live your life? And that was really incredible video I saw at that point. I think it was like 15 years ago, if uh, when just YouTube started. And that was such a nice um, question to question, like to talk to yourself with. If money is not a thing, how do you want to spend your life? And for me, I can't even think of any other thing apart from community building. So, so, and, and that's why like this, one of these, one of these things that you can, people can do to really question what they are doing. Obviously after many years now, at, uh, I had my hard times in terms of believing in myself and questioning whether this is actually what I want to do. It takes a while. But I have now very, very strong clarity of who I am. That's why I'm not deviating. Even during COVID time when dancing stopped, you know, I, I posted on social media. I went back to work as a clinical immunologist again, full time. And, uh, and that's because dancing stopped during COVID. So I went to work back again. But and then when dancing came back again, that period of six months, when I went back to work nine to five in laboratories, that was a very strong reason, reminded me why I quit in the first place. 
after eight years of break, you know, when you have this eight, like a very long break from something, and then you wonder if you go back to it, because you are a different person after eight years. Even your skin, even your bones, everything changes after five years. Even the brain cells changes. Everything changes. It regenerates. So even physically, you are a different person because the cells have regenerated again. The cells that it was in your body back five years ago, they, they don't exist anymore. They regenerated. So, so technically, physically and medically, you are a different person. The only thing left is your emotions and your memory. So, so I wanted to see how I would feel after eight years of break. So that was a nice affirmation for me at that point when I exactly remembered why this is not working for me and I cannot live my life in, in a nine-to-five job. And that's why I went back to dancing again full-time and keeping the science in the, in the, uh, on the part-time. There's good in everything, Ami, isn't there? <laughs> so when, <laughs> from that situation, it made you realise how much that you love dancing and, and solidified your decision, although you didn't really need it at that point because... Yeah, you're, you're so happy. And then obviously you also, you've done your um, pharmaceutical, but as soon as it opened up, it opened up another country's first, <laughs> didn't it? And that's why you ended up going to Slovakia in the first place, isn't it? Yes, how I met Jana. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're grateful that you did. So again, there are lots of positives came out of um, COVID for you. And I know um, at one point you were doing some dance uh, lessons and yoga online which I had joined with and that was good so you were constantly pivoting and seeing how you could keep the, the community together which was fantastic too and your DJ slots yeah online. exactly the online DJ <laughs> so you're constantly in service and one uh, like I am super grateful for um, for your time for what you put out into the community into the world like, uh, I just think you're absolutely amazing. I'm one of your number one fans. So it's no way. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's we no love you, Amanda. We love you. <laughs> thank you. So for anybody that's sitting there and going, right, okay, they've kind of convinced me I need to give this uh, dance and malarkey a shot. Why, how would you suggest that they go about that? So um, uh, they can find me on, on social media, Ami Emirato. Uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, we all, I also have a page uh, which is uh, uh, called Bachata Middle Score Latin Dance Edinburgh. They can follow that page, uh, and uh, they just need to pop into any salsa club in Edinburgh and ask about me, and they they will find my classes. <laughs> Absolutely, they're very. But popular. what I would say, so what's what's the most important here? Uh, I don't want this to sound, it's, I want them to find me. I just would love for people to start dancing. Doesn't matter where, if they're in mm -hmm. Edinburgh, in Glasgow, in Manchester, in Philippines, wherever they are, just try to find themselves back to dancing or start uh, from the start again. Because uh, dancing is just really incredible for the mind, body, and soul. And just collectively, the, the effect of dancing and music and a human touch. The human touch that people really uh, don't think about it much, but this, the impact of the hugs, you know, in my classes, I am very well known about this, about my hugs, wherever I go, whether it's Morocco, Mexico, Australia, everybody knows 
Amis Emirato, you you have you have to know how to hug to come to my classes. <laughs> you know, this is one of the first things we we make sure that people comfortable with is to be comfortable in their own skin and not to be shaken and by the fact they can hug another human being and give them real love, you know. Because we see people like really get freaked out when they hug. When I ask them, you know, the yeah, it's like, you know, the first thing you come to my class and I said, okay, handy up, and you go with the tense, with the with the claps, and then you go with the hug. And then the stuff that we see for the first time when people are really uncomfortable with that hug is incredible how they develop and they become very loving and caring and they just give it like wholeheartedly after a couple of classes. And it's so beautiful. And this is Great perk for being part of social dance, salsa, bachata, or any other dances that allows you to connect with uh, people and connect with yourself also in, in, a bigger, in the bigger aspect of that is very important. So yeah. whoever out there hearing Ami talking, I would love you to start dancing today or tomorrow and just uh, try it. Try it. Or if you had a stop, just go back to it. Life is too short. 100%. Life is always better when you're dancing. <laughs> 100%. And the thing is, you hit the nail on the head there as well, Amy, about connection. Connection is so important. And I think with what we've been through in the last couple of years, I think it's more important now than ever that people get reconnected to the community, to themselves, and really get out there. And it's such a safe environment to be able to do it. And it will give you so much more joy than what you ever could have imagined. And then on the huggy part, that's like how you've attracted me in because everybody that knows me knows that I'm a hugger too, which is why uh, there you are. That's how you've ended up with me in your class. You're like, well, there's, another, there's another one. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear this. Oh, well, listen, thank you for the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. And I promise I will see you on the dance floor very soon. So thank you so much, Amy. I will put the links with this podcast so that people can find you. But like he says, wherever you are in the world, just start dancing. Just don't do it. Don't wait another day. So thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amanda. Love you. Thank you. you. Love you too. Bye. 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 Bye.